Welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Denise Harlow, and today we're doing something just a little bit different on the podcast today. A couple of weeks ago, my husband Tim Harlow and I interviewed on stage about marriage. This particular week was called Help Our Marriages in Trouble, and this is in front of our congregation, Parkview Christian Church in Orland Park, Illinois, and I thought you might glean some encouragement from it. If, especially if you are in ministry and you are struggling with your own marriage, and it can be very difficult when you live in the fishbowl. So we've been there, and we hope that you can be encouraged by this podcast. Um, what did you always tell our girls about uh, marriage? Well, I was a little bit of a killjoy at the end of the Disney movies and the books and everything, because when, and they lived happily ever after came up, I would always say because they kept working at their marriage and they continued to date each other and they listened to each other for understanding and they didn't try to always just fix the problem and they didn't think that every hug led on to something okay, else. Okay, all right, so, all right. They got, they got the point. They got the point, okay. Yeah. Um, the, I'm sure my girls thought, you know what, um, man, uh, why can't everybody else live happily ever after, but my parents can't figure it out? <laughs> Why do you think that that was important, though? Well, media and movies and books and everything today in our world are just unrealistic. They're just really ridiculous, and people don't know that. They, they think that's what it's supposed to be, and we had a very rough beginning to our marriage, and we had to probably work harder than yeah. most people did. So. Um, I, I had this in the form of a question, but we just want to be honest about our early, uh, our early marriage. That's why we wanted to do this together. It's, it's not fun to talk about. Tell them, tell them about our early, our early years. Well, we got married very young. I had just been 20 a few months. Yeah. He was 22. We moved 11 hours from... It was legal, but it was, it was young. <laughs> we mo- moved 11 hours from my family out and far away, his two, and uh, it was just two strong personalities, you uh, know, yeah. bumping We together. take those personality tests, and we, you know, usually one person ranks higher on that, you know, D, on that strong part, not, not us. We were, did you see that movie with uh, Brad and Angelina, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? It was based on our true life story. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, we had a common faith. We did. We, we both had a passion for ministry and Jesus in this church and and probably that stuff brought us together more than anything and we we just soon just hit this disillusionment stage yeah very very soon we didn't have much of a honeymoon um stage um actually she had strep throat on the honeymoon so um there was a lot of time in bed but it wasn't what you thought and um (laughs) and and, and, and we I mean we had a blast but you know the the early stage of everything was was really hard as a matter of fact we were working on this together kind of just going over what we wanted to talk about and I got kind of quiet and she said are you okay and I said no I'm not 
I mean, it, it, it's painful. Yeah, it was what very we, painful. What we went mm -hmm. through, what we did to each to other. To some of that. Uh, mm -hmm. To go back, you know, because I want to I be done with it. But I think it's important for us to help you to understand. I just don't, it, whatever you're going through, we want you to understand that the early years of our marriage, I, I mean, we didn't have abuse or affairs, uh, alcoholism, but, but, I mean, as far as not treating each other very well, um, you, you, you probably can't top us on that one. Um, and we, we got through it by getting a lot of help. How many counseling sessions would you estimate that we've been through in our life? Well, he alluded that we probably won the world record probably for world that, record. probably um, going to different counselors or how many counseling sessions. We, we went to a lot. There were different stages and seasons, and, and we would just seek help. And sometimes you click with somebody, and sometimes you don't. And so I think we, uh, th there's probably a counselor somewhere in one of, our, one of the places we lived that has a boat on the back, says Tim and Denise. Yeah, they got rich we, off we us, didn't it. they? Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I hope that's true, but... Um, it, it, we, we went to a place called, tell me about, about the Blessing Ranch. Well, yeah, we went to a bless, the Blessing Ranch. It's a retreat center for pastors <laughs> very far away. And um, our very first time, we try to go regularly, but our first time there at, at night, you would get have dinner together with everybody. Um, and our counselor was just like, couldn't <laughs> hold his head up. He was hardly eating. And the next day we were asking him about it and he said i have never been so drained from a counseling session before he could hardly eat we had done that to we him we did that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so um, i hope you got a boat john i really do yeah uh, yeah um why do you think that was important i mean why was it important to have somebody else looking out for us well you bring your own expectations into a marriage probably what you learned growing up also communication skills whether you may have learned zero, you know, but yeah. or some really bad ones, you bring those together trying to make this home and it is just really, really you, tough. You think that the way your family did it was the right way and she thinks that the way her family did it was the right way and you try to bring that together and it just doesn't work. Yeah, and you just often need a third party. Yeah. A third party to sit there and help you understand each other and help you work towards some kind of resolution, and that was huge for us. We've become students of marriage. Um, we really have. Uh, read every book on it. Um, you know, we, we talk about it a, a lot. Um, I think our kids are the benefactors mm -hmm. of that. We were um, honest with them as they went into yeah, marriage. Brutally mm -hmm. honest, yeah. And, and, and one of the things that we got to do as a part of my doctoral program was go to a week-long intensive class on marriage that happened to be taught by doctors Les and Leslie Parrott, who become friends of ours, and we have invited to be at our Orland campus on Friday night. And I want to tell you, I mean, marriage counseling is super important, but one thing you could do is show up Friday night for, for fight night, okay? That's what we're calling it, um, fight night. And Dr. Les and Leslie Parrott are hilarious guys, I promise you. They're great. You will, you will laugh your butt off. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's not, I mean, they're going to talk about some, some hard things, but you're not going to want to miss that this weekend, I, I promise you. Well, um, and don't you think even, I mean, this is for married couples, of course, but just 
relationships in a- general. You learn so much, yeah, even if you're If you're dating single. or engaged, you really ought to be a yes. part of this. And we made our girls, from the very moment it looked like they were in a relationship with somebody they might be married to, we made them start reading everything and doing all that stuff and having those discussions. Yeah, and one of those books was Love and Respect, which I highly recommend. I actually give it as gifts usually to people that I know um, getting married because it's so powerful. Women just, their highest need is love. Men's is respect. Mm -hmm. They would rather, if they had to choose, they would choose respect. And so many women do not give their respect to their husbands via tone, via treating them like a child, or um, just how they talk to yeah, them. all kinds of ways. Put the, um, put the graphic up. This is the basic part of that book. And I, you, if you've been around here, you've heard me teach on this before. We got in the crazy cycle, like from the moment we got home from the honeymoon. And we probably spent the first 10 years with most of our time in the crazy cycle. And the crazy cycle is this stupid spinning thing where I withhold love, she withholds respect. I withhold love, she withholds respect. And somebody's got to break the chain. Somebody's got to break it and, and, and get out of it. And it took us a long time to figure out how to make that happen. Yeah. Um, tell, them, tell them some of the things that you think are important. Well, some of the things that I think we came to a realization and probably with the help of a third party was that um, you really have to be willing to change. So many people go into their marriage and this is the way I am, you know, or us Vernons are always super stubborn or whatever it is. You've got to be willing. We're Italian, whatever your excuse is. Get rid of those and and be willing to change. Let the Holy Spirit Mm. change you and mold you. And then be ready to nurture your marriage. And that means... Yeah, what, what do you mean? What, what are some nurturing things? Well, dates. Make sure you keep going on dates. That's got to be a priority. Um, uh, get away at least one weekend a year without the kids. You have to trade babysitting, whatever it might yeah, be. We're we, doing that for our kids soon mm-hmm. um, to help them so they can go get away. Uh, we think that's really, really important. Um, you know, sometimes when you're empty nesters or whatever, your conversations, you, you know, have been married 34 years. You go to dinner, and what are you going to talk about, you know? <laughs> and so um, we have a chat pack. <laughs> we have a chat pack, and sometimes I'll pull that out. And uh, yeah, Let me explain. So, like, yeah. everywhere we go, she's got this little thing in case the conversation starts to, you know, drag into playoff football she can pull out a card we were at this Mexican restaurant like two weeks ago having a very low quality meal very cheap low quality meal and the table behind us was just loud and obnoxious and and we're I'm sitting there thinking well let's hurry up and finish the guacamole and get out of here and she whips out this chat pack I mean that's what it's literally called you can find questions online this is not brain surgery and 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 asks me okay let's do this Um, who are your top three professors or teachers in your life and why? And, and, and why and that just opened up a discussion to some things from I mean we've talked about I think everything in our childhood and, and everything along the way but that just opened us up to talk about some deeper things that were going yeah, on it gets really um, fun and we're always ready to do that one of the things we would never do is watch television while we ate dinner which is kind of funny because now we do it we every do it night because I confess <laughs> It doesn't matter now. There's, yeah. you know, it's the empty nest, but that's okay. Um, 
There's a, an emotional tank side mm -hmm. to this too. Mm -hmm. When we figured out that you are a very different person than I am when it mm -hmm. comes to emotions. You yeah. are, I'm an uh, introvert. I recharge by being alone, but I also, when I was with my littles full time, even though I was working part time, um, I would just get so drained and, and needed a break. And we had started implementing a daddy night mm -hmm. and I could go out with a just for a couple hours with girlfriends or to a movie or sneak to the basement and do crafts. Um, and it really helped refill my emotional tank, my physical tank, and kind of very aware how bodies reacted. Yeah, I mean, the life. physical part was true too. We had to help each other with the, you know, the sleep and, and taking care of ourselves. That's something that's been important to us along the way. There are different tanks on your gauges. I mean, imagine that your marriage is a car that you're driving and you've got an emotional tank. And if her emotional tank is empty, there's not much going to happen over there. So you need to help her with that and the physical tank. And, and then there's also the, the, well, go ahead. Well, so many times you hear, oh, I fell out of love. Well, I'm sorry, but we think that's a crock. Yeah. 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 Um, really, uh, love is a, isn't just, it's not a feeling, it's a commitment that you have. And you need to keep that kindled. And, and, and you'd be so surprised how if you go out on dates, how those romantic feelings can kind of return and oh, all of a sudden you're falling back in love. I mean, you have to work at it to keep, yeah. keep the romance and keep yourselves connected to yeah. one another. In fact, I once heard a woman, she was bragging how they had never left their kids with a sitter, blah, blah, blah. And it just made me mad. That is nothing to brag about. Yeah. That, is, that is a shame because that means she's not prioritizing her marriage and, and... Well, we get it. I mean, you know, not everybody has grandparents around. Like, our kids don't. We're going to have to fly to California to do this, but... but well, but, we, we had trusted but, friends. But we did. We, we made mm -hmm. it happen. We had a budget for it. We, we, we prioritized it. And I would encourage you, whatever you got to do, figure out a way to fill up that emotional tank. Figure out what you got to do to do the physical tank. Figure out how to, how to be able to, to be with each other. It's and, important for wives and husbands. It's super to be important. together. Yeah. And the third thing is the, is the spiritual tank. And I just going to be, this is us honest with you at different times. We're better than this than at others. And it's never her problem. It's always mine. No, that's not true. Well, but he's talking about, together. don't argue with me. Um, <laughs> Uh, usually my uh, wife is a spiritual giant. Usually my wife is the one that's in the word and she's got an amazing prayer life and all those kinds of things. And sometimes mine's a bit obligatory. I'm just going to be honest with you. And right now, as I was thinking about this and, and writing about this, I'm in this season where I'm, I'm just swamped. I'm writing a book at the same time, trying to do all the other things that are going on in my life. And so my chair time is not as good as it has been in the past. And some of the beauty of that is being able to talk about the things that God is doing in your life and to be able to pray together more than just a God is great, God is good, you know, bless the food thing, but you're really being able to, to pour into each other. So here's my other little piece of advice for you. If you're not doing this yet, we're doing the one million chapter thing. Okay. Uh, that's where our church is trying to read a million chapters of the Bible in a year. We've already got 2000 people downloaded the app, already got a bunch of people doing it. And I really want you to understand this would be a really simple 
simple thing for you and your spouse to do. Download the app, read a chapter out of the Bible a day, maybe make a note of one thing that you thought was really interesting to you. And then when you go on your date, say, okay, let's talk about, let's talk about the gospel of John that we're reading right now. What was something you found interesting? Yeah, that's one of my, my favorite things that we do, not every day, but regularly, especially on vacation, is we'll, we'll talk about things that hit us or challenged us or we don't even understand ourselves sometimes. And so intimacy is intimacy. Okay. Right. You want to be intimate with that person. It doesn't just come, you know, at night in, in the bedroom. It comes from the, all the other things that the emotion, the spirit, all those other things that are, that you're sharing together. It took us a long time to figure that out. And how would you say we're doing now? I would say we are doing great. It sounds like you're being a little sarcastic. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> we are doing really good. What are you going to say? You're on By Facebook Live. By the grace Live. of God, <laughs> God's healed us. I would, I, I, I'm giving her a hard time. I agree. Yeah. I love you. Um, I would say that if you took Tim and Denise on February 11th, 1994, such a long time ago, in Springfield, Missouri. in 94? 84, what did I say? 84. <laughs> did I say 94? <laughs> February 11th, 1984, on the steps of the Glendale Christian Church in Springfield, Missouri, and you said, what do you want your marriage to look like 34 years from now? This would be it. This mm-hmm. is where we hoped we would be. The journey along the way, not even close, no, nothing like it. And you know uh, what? I tell him a lot. I say, thanks for not giving up on me. Thanks for not giving up on us. Because we wanted to a few times. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Probably most people would have. And we only tell you that because um, we want you to see the rest of it. We want you to see the end game. We want you to see what's going to happen. I know it might sound like this is crazy. I can't do this. I can't be Jesus. They can't be Jesus for me. I need to go find somebody else. I just want to encourage you. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is is hope, and it's still hard. It was a hard week as we were thinking about this. But there is hope. Um, please remember that that God has given us the power to do this together. Mm -hmm. And thank you for staying with it. I love Uh, you. Will you you. thank her for me? Thanks for tuning in to Momentum. And for more information and encouragement, check out deniseharlow.com or momentum.net. Or you can follow me, Denise Harlow, on Instagram or Facebook to receive more encouragement. Thank you for listening.